Time now for Rocky Jordan. Not far from the Mosque Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Café Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. The Café Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's story, Passport for Vivi. Her name was Vivi. I don't know what the rest of it was or where she came from. Probably a mixture of all the forgotten places from the Danube to the Nile. She wore too much makeup, her clothes wouldn't have drawn a second look in a fire sale, and her collarbones kept reminding you she was even skinnier than the dames in the fashion magazines from back home. But there was something about her. Chris, my bartender, called her the Sphinx because she had wide Egyptian eyes and because she always seemed to smile no matter who threw sand in her face. I had a different idea. I figured out a long time later, Vivi knew what she wanted, that's all. And it was good. Well, like a lot of the girls, Vivi drifted into the place several times before I realized I'd been noticing her. It took an American to make me do that. It was on one of those sweaty nights when the flies are bad, you know, a sandstorm is coming. A big Armenian was playing chess with a Turkish soldier over in one corner. The American was draped on the bar, pawing for a rail that wasn't there. My name's Jeb Waters, salesman from Kansas City, Kansas, not Missouri. Ah, how are you? Mine's Jordan. I run this cafe. Oil field supply, pal. I'm an oil... The gun. The name of your boyfriend seems to mean something to him. Scares him. The name Victor? Yeah. Oh, that is a joke. Oh, Victor, he's a nice boy. He would not scare anyone. Okay, just thought I'd tell you. <laughs> you're, you're very funny. I smell something, that's all. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't know why I bothered. Don't you, Rocky? No. Rocky, please, you don't be angry. Please, I, I do need help. Well, go to the police. I did, and to the consulate, and I cannot find him. But she's offended, but she's... No, 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 beat it. Him, she. And I asked everywhere, Rocky. No one has seen Victor, not for two days. Maybe he's got other friends. But there is no one else in Cairo, he know. <laughs> that was why I laughed just now. Okay, let's have all of it. There is no one any place. He missed his ship at Port Said last week, and he is in Cairo, and I meet him. He is all alone in the world like I am. Love at first sight, huh? No, Rocky. I do not love Victor. Not yet. What in the name of heaven? Please. You would not understand. You are strong. You have everything. What makes you think you'll ever see him again? Oh, he needs me, Rocky, like I need him. He promised me he would not hey, leave Mr. without Boy, me. Shorts. No, 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 we're not, we're not buying anything. Mr. Shorts, you, you, in please Cairo. help me, Rocky. His full name is Victor Dinelli. Italian? Here, shorts for the lady, Mr. Boy, here I show Go you. Go away. No, Rocky. Super shorts. American. Don't you see? Victor is an American. Here, 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 Fendi. Here around the lady's shoulders, I draped the blue one. Look, Mac, I said we're not buying it. Hey, hey, you. Rocky! About the time the peddler threw the shawl over Vivi's shoulder, I caught on he was the same Armenian who'd been at my place the night before playing chess. 
I reached to grab him when he started to run, but Vivi had grabbed me first. She hung on tight. The blue shawl fell away, and I could see why. There was a rug knife buried between her shoulder blades. I could feel her skinny arms around me start to relax. Then Vivi crumbled to the sidewalk alongside the blue shawl. Only now it was turning red. You are listening to Passport for Vivi, tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. The day of miracles is not done, and one way to work miracles today without leaving your home is to contribute to your Red Cross. Your contribution will go out doing the yeoman service to your fellow humans that you would like to do yourself but cannot. Your contribution will perform miracles of aid for the homeless, the wounded, the hungry. Send your contribution out today to work miracles. Now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan, Passport for Vivi. Well, like so many things, it started out with a woman, Vivi. But she wasn't like other women. She'd been haunting my cafe tambourine looking for an American merchant seaman named Victor. She never told me why. There was a salesman from Kansas, USA, and an Italian whose name no one mentioned as yet in the picture, too. But the center of interest was the girl looking for Victor. She didn't find him, but found a knife in her back instead. Well, that left me in the middle of the street markets with a knifed girl on my hands. I put in a quick call for an ambulance, and it took her to a hospital. I couldn't go with her because someone else had put in a call to the police, and a squad car was on its way. I figured I'd do my talking to Sam Sabaya, captain of the Cairo police, out of reach on a telephone. Jordan, where are you telling me of telephoning from? Ah, uh, sorry, Sam, I can't tell Jordan, you. Jordan, listen to me. You are in serious trouble. You were in the company of a girl who was knifed. The injury is most serious and she may die. I know that, Sam. It would then be murder. Jordan, I am warning you. I have my men looking for you right at this moment. I didn't do it, Sam. You know that. It was an Armenian posing as a rug seller. Uh, you have witnesses? About 5,000 if they were looking. Then what do you fear? If you have witnesses and you did not do it, why do you not come to me? And... Funny thing, Sam, when something like this happens, people pull their heads in. They all let out for Mecca. Ah, uh-huh. so then you are my only witness and my only suspect. Jordan, I tell you once again, turn yourself in. Come You're to me. You're wasting time, Sam. Look for that Armenian. You know I didn't do it. I only know that it is the jackal who strikes and runs away. I'm not running. I got work to do. Such as... Uh, maybe I'm looking for a sailor named Victor, too. I don't know. But the girl has looked everywhere. You yourself think that he will not be found? Uh, all right, I'm mixed up. Perhaps then you will say you are looking for the one who tried to kill her. Maybe. Jordan, what does this girl mean to you? Nothing. Then why are you thinking of vengeance when this is a job for the police? Why do you do this when, when you say the girl means nothing to you? Why, Jordan? I, I do not understand. Do you? No. That's the trouble with the world. People always want to understand things. Well, for a starter, I picked Jeb Waters. The American Express Company suggested I call it the Ramsey's Hotel. I did. It wasn't much. One potted palm and a sober Egyptian with a water pipe who fumbled some cards and said, Room 14 through the courtyard. That must have been the number one girl's quarters in the days when the place was a harem. A lattice door looked into a suite. I knocked. 
Nobody answered, so I lifted the latch. A sitting room, cool and dark and empty. There was another door, bedroom, I guess, and I moved over to try that. It went off right in my face, but I don't know what it was aimed at because I still felt healthy when I dove for the floor. My hand hit a foot that was trying to jump over me. I hung on and got a man on my chest for the trouble. He rolled and I grabbed again a handful of baggy pants. I swung somewhere in the north and landed. He went down. On his way, I caught a glimpse of Beard. It was the Italian who froze when I'd mentioned Victor Donelli's name. Before I could pile him, his arm went around, and I guess the butt of the gun went with it. Now, give. Look, pal, like I told the cops, I really don't know who he... Take it easy, pal. That's a clean shirt. Keep talking. Italian. New in town, looking for business deals. That's all. Met him in a bar. He's a sucker. And you're a salesman. There's nothing wrong with a little side operation, is there? Ah. Do you know? <laughs> I sold that jerk some shares in the Golden Gate. <laughs> so help me, boy, I actually did it. <laughs> no wonder he's sore. <laughs> I didn't hook him for much, a hundred bucks. I just did it to have something to tell the boys back home. <laughs> that dumb foreigner. <laughs> well, you're an American. You think it's funny, don't you? So long, salesman. I walked out onto the street and looked at Victor Donelli's passport once again. Then I thought of Vivi and her riddle. Well, I couldn't go to the hospital to talk to her, so I did the next best thing. I went over to where she lived to see what I could find. It was a box-like room in a French woman's rooming house on the street of a thousand eyes. There was a cardboard suitcase standing near the bureau ready to go. But it was the walls that really told her story. The walls and the things I heard her say to me. You are strong, Rocky. You have everything you would not understand. Over the bed were pasted 97 pages from a Sears Roebuck catalog. Victor, he needs me like I need him. He promised he would not leave without me. I believe him. The rest of the room was covered with maps. Maine was next to the washstand and California hung by the window. It was all there. He's American. Don't you see? Victor is an American. Yeah, that's all she ever wanted. The land of the free and the home of the brave. And the sailor was the guy she was sure would give it to her. Vivi's riddle was as simple as that. And I started thinking the millions of people over here were the same idea. But I snapped out of the trance fast. There was a face in the window, a dirty face with long curly hair on top and a super superior shawl below. It was the Armenian. I took out after him and hit the street the same time he hit the next corner. He led me through half the alleys in the Ali Sforza district, then into a blacker section of the native quarter. Finally, he ducked into a doorway. I skirted around to the side and slipped into the shadow of an alley entrance next to the mud building. It figured it be the only spot I could still see the door and watch the rear too. It figured wrong, that's all. Mr. Boy, you saved me trouble, eh? Hey? Where are you? You, let me lead you right to my place. My su- super superior place with a nice flat roof I can stand upon and watch you below. Oh, here you are. At ease, Jordan, I am at shooting better than with a knife. Now, do not move. I'm coming down. Uh, there. Now we see my face, yes? Yeah, and it ain't much. What do you want? I want you to kill Sam. On whose orders? On orders of Mr. Boss, who does not like you. Well, I don't like him either. Who is he? I just remember. How much moolah will it take to start remembering? Huh? 
What is moolah? Money. How much? <laughs> moolah. That is funny American word. <laughs> now I know many American words for money. Dough, cabbage, scratch, moolah. Let's drop your education. Get back to business. No can do business, Mr. Boy. Even your tambourine is not worth enough. Come. We have things to do in the shed. The alley's just as good for what you got planned. The shed. More better. There are boxes there so that I may stuff you in and bury you in the desert. Well, I'll buy it if you build a pyramid over me. Otherwise, I'll just pass it up. No, Mr. Boy, no pass up. Come, move. Okay, stop waving that thing. Now, inside. Now you go inside. Uh, stop, Mr. Boy. Oh, oh. Well, Jordan, this time you are running toward the police. Hello, Sam. The police want you for questioning, Jordan. You do not come to them, we come to you. Uh, I'm not complaining, believe me. Is he dead? Seems so. Well, he was murder incorporated. Well, now you will come with me, Jordan. There's still another matter of interrogation. That young lady in the hospital is not expected to leave. Yeah, we can get some answers right here. That joker in the deep freeze was the one... I the prefer to talk in the police station. It's not just a matter of talking, Sam. It's a matter of looking, too. Come on, into the shed. All right. Yeah, there they are. And what are they, Jordan? A rug cutter's boxes, rigged for traveling and burying. This empty one seems to have been for me. And this other one? Yeah, I think it's already rented on a long-term lease. Open it up, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Who... Who is this man, Jordan? Victor Danelli, merchant seaman, USA, Italian descent. Vivi's boy, Victor. I guess she can stop looking now. I will telephone the coroner, and you, Jordan, will please come with me to the police station. Am I under arrest, Sam? Technically, no. Sorry, Sam. See you at headquarters in about 45 minutes. Right now, I got a date to see a man about a very ugly racket. Listening to Passport for Vivi, tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. Monday night brings you more mystery on CBS, that special kind of top mystery that has fans everywhere turning first to CBS. At nine, Monday night, CBS brings you Inner Sanctum in a story called Only the Dead Die Twice. Remember Inner Sanctum at nine, Monday night. Now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan, Passport for Vivi. Well, Vivi said that her victor wouldn't leave her, and he didn't. He'd just been dead a couple of days, that's all. Killed by the Armenian and packed for a desert burial. But the Armenian was leg man for somebody else's racket. The Italian Despores or the salesman from Kansas City, Kansas. It didn't take a lot of figuring to get the right one. Victor's death and his lost passport gave the answer. Well, I'd made a deal with Sam. 45 minutes was all I asked for. I'd meet him then at the police station and he could ask questions until he turned blue. 45 minutes was all I needed. It just took me 20 to get over to the Ramsey's Hotel and just a few more seconds to cross the courtyard and bounce into room 14. Come on in, boy. Door's always open to a pal. You can quit packing, Buster. Oh, those are just my samples, boy. Hey, you won't need them anymore. Your time's all taken up. 
Hey, what have you been drinking, pal? You're all wound up. Your Armenian me. friend just had his rug cut. And we turned up Victor's body before he got it buried. <laughs> You're out of my depth. I don't think so. You thought you had a pretty sweet little racket, didn't you? Despore, Italian, wants to get into the United States. So he comes to you to buy a soul. Identity, passport, the works. I just told you I'm a salesman. Yeah, I you my... couldn't resist bragging about it, could you? Couldn't resist saying you sold Despore the Golden Gate. What you really sold him, or at least planned to, was Victor Donnelly's identity, so that Despore could go to the U.S. as Donnelly. You're quite a storyteller, pal. I'm just telling it, buddy. You wrote it. You know, you had me going for a while when Despore dropped the passport in our little scuffle here. I thought he had taken it from Donnelly. But it was you who had Victor killed and took his passport. Despore was just taking it from you. What'd you do, boost the price on him? Who cares? He does. He knows what a mess he's in now. Yeah, well, he can stay there. Sure, while you go looking for more suckers. Maybe. Not a chance, buddy. Despore isn't going to be happy with a murder rap. After he gets through talking, you're going to get stretched. Oh, now, pal, wait a Knifing minute. Knifing Vivi to get her to stop looking for Victor turned your table, buddy. It would have gone nicely for you if a little lonely girl hadn't kept looking for a lonely sailor. you got to expect reverses in business, pal. Well, your business stinks. Selling a lot of unhappy people entrees into the United States. I suppose you're going to turn me over to the police. Yeah. But first, you and I got a little unfinished business. I guess I lied to Sam. I didn't make it back to the police station in 45 minutes. It took me a little more than an hour before I dropped Jeb Waters on Sam's doorstep. But Sam wasn't mad. By then, Kansas was ready to do a lot of talking, even through his swollen lips. Well, all that was left was Vivi. It was night, and the cool wind from the desert was blowing onto the Cairo streets when I walked into the hospital. A couple of old Egyptian women were scrubbing floors. Aside from that, there seemed to be nothing else to the hospital but the smell of antiseptic. But there was. Vivi, room 204. She lay in the white bed, her eyes closed. One look at the nurse attending her told you all you had to know about her condition. Hockey? Isn't that you? Yeah. Hello, Hockey. Hello, Vivi. Do not mind my eyes. They are closed. They are so heavy. Rocky, you have found Victor? Yeah, we found him. And he did come back for me. He did come back as he said he would. Did he not, Rocky? Yeah. He came back. I knew he would. Poor boy. What do you mean? Now I... I not be able to go to the United States with him. The poor boy will have to go alone. And be lonely once again. I will not be lonely ever again. Baby. I feel so tired, Haki. I think that I will sleep. Good night, baby. Goodbye, Haki.
at CBS again at this same time next week for another story of adventure and intrigue when we take you back to Cairo and the Cafe Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. Jack Moyles plays the title role with tonight's story by Jackson Gillis, edited by Larry Roman and Gomer Cool. Rocky Jordan is produced and directed by Cliff Howell with original music by Richard Arant. Larry Thor speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Mm-hmm.